As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. You can tell that Sean Marks didn't know anything about astrology because if he did, he would know that putting together Kevin Durant, a Libra, Kyrie Irving, and Aries... And James Harden of Virgo on the same team was gonna be a fucking disaster, okay? Like, Rob Palinka, like, you thought that adding Russell Westbrook, a Scorpio, to the Pisces Capricorn dynamic of Anthony Davis and LeBron James was gonna, like, lead to success somehow? Like,. <laughs> morning sweet world and welcome to the no dunks podcast on the athletic network this is the drop it's friday july 29th i'm j.e skeets and alongside me as always we got tass mellis podcast listeners this is for you next to tassie it's the top shot hot boy ribbing them lips trey kirby hey oh and last but not least over yonder making the magic happen super producer jd hello there he is and here we are. We got ourselves a two box. <laughs> Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second if you haven't. Just hit the like button. All right. Subscribe. Comment away. And uh, please share the show. Email in your NBA questions too to nodunks at theathletic.com. We're always looking for some good cues and comments. So send those in. Also, encourage you if you haven't to check out Tuesday's No Bunts podcast. Tass talking with New York Mets pitcher Trevor May. This one was a lot of fun. Yeah, even if you don't like baseball, it was fun. It was yeah, a it was totally lot of fun. fun. I love the game totally you play fun. at the end, too. Uh, initials. Yeah, that was a good game. Which um, I just want to play on this podcast uh, at this point. That <laughs> was a blast. blast. So we'll do that at some point. So go check out No Bunts. Also, new merch alert. If you are a No Bunts fan, baseball fan, just a fan of shirts. Uh, we got some new ones up at nodunks.com. Yeah, two new No Bunts designs. Paying homage there to uh, the Expos and the Blue Jays. Tass, you going to oh, get one of each? Oh, yeah. We got to get Ariel Halwani, that shirt on the left. Oh, that's a great mm, call. Uh, yeah, he would love that shirt. And I love the, the Blue Jays one as well. It's a beauty blue. I already have a breaking T-shirt that has that particular blue that they use it's very nice mm. i don't know how to describe it All it's right. just so blue i can really so picture blue. you in both of these shirts that's what i like about oh, these. and i will be wearing both of them on no bunts next week when we talk to jason stark 
What? Are you yeah. Kidding? yeah Jeez, this guy's oh, Hall of Famer. That man's a Hall of Famer at the trade deadline. Yeah, All right. It'd be great to get his insight. Okay, so no bunts with Jason Stark. That's next week. Uh, but go to nodunks.com if you want some of those new uh, T-shirts. And uh, while we're uh, pitching to things here, check out Wednesdays episode of no breaks which again i just always remind you has its own separate podcast feed and separate youtube feed but uh tk had a special guest of his own michelle beetle uh to talk about the race a little bit and then just talk about a whole bunch of other fun things i thought this was a really good podcast too tk uh yeah michelle beetle's awesome to talk to but uh next week on the pod we got lewis hamilton oh jesus <laughs> yeah yeah good guy. Oh, way to good one up all around. Around. Oh, yeah i like it hall of famer michelle beetle hall of famer lewis hamilton she was great and she's dropping some some secrets there a little bit. Oh, yeah, there Minor was there was a little F1 alpha that you That's need to right. go uh, listen right. to the podcast wow. or watch if you want to learn. So, yes, uh, No Buns, fantastic with Trevor May. No Breaks, fantastic with Michelle Beadle. Uh, so go check those out, guys. Uh, even if you're like just like, like me, a, a casual fan of baseball, yeah. a casual fan of uh, Formula One, you're going to really enjoy those. Uh, on today's drop, though, we are back to basketball here. Um, we're going to discuss later in the show... The likelihood of uh, the Beantown Boys trying to get Kevin Durant. We have yet to hear uh, TK's thoughts on that, on KD there. We'll get into whether Draymond Green is deserving of a max contract extension. Big athletic article about this. Mm -hmm. uh, and he wants to get paid and he he thinks he deserves it. We'll debate that. And we'll look at some new jerseys. Over the last couple of days, uh, we've had the Pistons, the Spurs, and the Bucks. Uh, dropping some new threads. So uh, we'll put some thumbs up or thumbs down on those. But we lead today's Drop Podcast uh, with something that I pitched to a while ago. I heard this on a podcast, the SI Open Floor Podcast. Shout out to uh, Michael the Pod Pina and Chris Herring. Is that his nickname? <laughs> yes. The Pod Pina? Yeah, man. Congratulations <laughs> to him. I saw he just had a... Uh... A baby a boy. Baby boy, yeah. That's right. And congratulations to Michael Chris Herring as well. <laughs> Michael the Pod Pino. Chris Herring's uh, Blood in the Garden. Did you see the news about this? Yeah. It was on Barack I Obama's did. summer reading list, and uh, it's going to be turned into, I, I guess, maybe a movie or documentary, or probably a movie from Spike Lee. Uh, that's the plan. So, yeah. Pina and Herring killing it. <laughs> uh, Great day for congratulations to everybody. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yes. I'm in a good mood so, here. Yeah, so happy Friday. <laughs> I'm going I'm on vacation this. after this. <laughs> totally. I'm pumped yeah. up. Uh, but anyway, they did this a couple weeks ago. I, I told them. I tweeted them. I'm stealing this idea for our show. I love it. A little awards talk. Stupid early awards talk, okay? Where we're going to go through the six major awards, make some predictions who you guys maybe feel will legit win this, and maybe like a dark horse pick or two. So let's get right into it because this can always take some time because it turns into what about this oh, guy? Yeah. You oh, know yeah. it's going to, oh, yeah, especially yeah. when we get to most improved. Uh, but let's start with the uh, the big one. Most valuable player. Way too early awards predictions, Tass. Um do you have one or two that you're like leaning towards here in the middle of summer? What do you got? Oh, give me Embiid. He's the runner-up two years okay. in a row. This year, this coming year, he's got way more help last than last year to start the year. If you remember, he was starting with Curry and Maxi and Danny Green or Thibel plus Tobias Harris. Now he's got Harden and Maxi mm -hmm. and a PJ Tucker and a Tobias Harris. Way more support. And last year he was able to be runner-up. I, I think he's he is the leader right now. He should be the leader, even though the odds say that he's second in command here. I, I, I think, especially with the Miami Heat having fallen back a little bit, them as the number one seed, uh, I think the Sixers could get the one seed. And, and I, I favor guys sort of in the East because I think 
it's just a little less crowded at the top. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Heat barely got to the one seed uh, with, you know, 50-plus wins there. They lost P.J. Tucker. I think they're in a hole. While the, the Sixers have improved, you know, putting some rough-and-tumble guys around Embiid, now having Harden for a full season, make fun of him as much as you want. The guy gets out there and he plays every single day. So I, I think he should be the leader. I, I think they're they're a lot closer to the one seed than guys like, you know, Doncic and the Mavs are in the West, even though, you know, I see Luca having that summer cigar and I'm jealous of him. And, uh, and I think of, uh, you know, that once every five years I have a cigar, I think about it at seeing Luca and I'm not, I'm not saying that he's, he's, you know, the, the, the thing to extrapolate from that is, ah, oh, he's, he's not in shape again. Ah, oh, he's having a cigar. Well, I think, I think he's just having a cigar, but I also do think he's never been able to put together, uh, an October to April, run the table, I'm the best player yeah. in the game type thing. He comes into uh, the the season and gets into shape. I think that's a bit of an issue. And uh, the Western Conference is tougher, and it's just hard to get excited about the Mavs offseason. They lost Jalen Brunson. They got Christian Wood. They got worse. And, and so I, I wouldn't take them in a tougher conference. I wouldn't take him in a tougher conference. I would rather take Embiid. Okay, Embiid makes some sense here. By the way, if you're joining us on YouTube, we are showing some odds there at the bottom of the screen. I'm sure these are always changing. Some of these are coming from BetMGM, you know, others from other spots. They, you know, It gives you an idea, at least, of the favorites. That's why we chucked that up there. But they might be different by the time you're looking. But uh, TK, where are you leaning for MVP here? My first inclination, honestly, is Giannis. He's uh, only the third favorite here. I think he's the best player in the league. He would have been my choice for MVP last season. And, you know, it's been long enough now since the last time he won it that I don't think the narrative is there that you can't give it to him once uh, again. You know, I I think it's going to be very tough for Jokic to win three in a row. But maybe Giannis could easily get his third now that it's been two years going to somebody else. But Tass is right. Embiid is really the logical choice here. Uh, He's much like James Harden when he finally won his MVP. Embiid finished second in MVP voting last year. And the season previous, the team will be better. Harden will make things a lot easier for Embiid. And we know Embiid really wants it, just like James Harden really wanted to be MVP when Daryl Morey was Mm. running things for his team with the Rockets there. So I assume it'll be much the same uh, with Harden getting Embiid easy buckets, Embiid maybe going for the scoring title. uh, And uh, as we saw during this previous season, 21-22, staying on the court was a huge thing for Embiid. He missed a lot of time uh, due to a COVID uh, protocols, but injury-wise, he was able to stay on the court. So if he's able to do that again, if he's able to uh, to find some chemistry with Harden, he should be the guy. I, I agree with Tass that uh, the Sixers should look pretty good this year, and Embiid will still be uh, the leader uh, of that team. So it makes sense to me that he would be a little bit ahead of Giannis. My choice will probably be Giannis once we get around to doing this once again in October. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have to stick to your picks. No, no, I think that'll be July. something that'll be interesting okay, to look back good, at. Like, good, why good, did your yeah. opinion change? Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. yeah, but the the thing is, even if Giannis is the best player in the game, it doesn't always go to the best best player That's in right. the game. That's so, right. so here we are. Yeah, Harden. Yeah, being runner up two times, just like Embiid has been runner up two times before winning it is yeah. a good point. Both guys really freaking want it, so I think that's. That's something. That is something, especially with all that help. I didn't even mention uh, D'Anthony Melton. Like, the Sixers are a much more well-rounded team. Last year it was Embiid and a guy who wasn't playing, and Ben Simmons. And then they got James Harden eventually, but he was doing it with, yeah, not a ton of help. So you see, you know, a season where Embiid plays enough, 
puts up the numbers that he always puts up. And then the Sixers are like the number one, number two seed yeah. with a lot of wins, you know, be I it 55 so. to 60 range uh, that that gets it done. And then he's got the narrative that he gets over the hump. Yeah, I, I what you're saying all makes um, sense here. Yeah, I know Jokic did it from a lower seed last year, yeah. which, which was pretty wild. So anyone can do it, I guess. You uh, would not bet on Jokic to win a <laughs> third consecutive MVP, though, what, would you? I mean, it, it, like, I think it's only ha- – like, Wilt did it. I think Bird did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm forgetting one other guy that did it. It is I mean, probably Bill Russell. Row? Maybe yeah. Russell. Yeah. What are the odds? I'm not seeing him on the uh, the top of the list. Well, I've here. seen Jokic, John Morant, and Tatum, and KD around plus 1200. So they're probably like right behind. Uh, I mean, I thought we have Durant plus 850. I think that's dropped a little bit because who knows what the hell's going on with him? But yeah, that's a hard bet to make. Yeah, right there. I uh, Jokic. I just think, I I I guess, I guess you could talk yourself into. This guy's winning MVPs when his team is like the fifth or sixth seed, wherever they ended last year. Murray back, Michael Porter Jr. back. You know they made some moves. Bone High- Bones Highland takes a, a you know a step up, and like they're the one of the best teams in the <laughs> West. And it's like I guess then it's like well, the numbers are same, and it's like why not him? I think that would have to happen for the Nuggets for him to pull this off for a third consecutive year. They'd have to almost be the number sixty one team. plus wins yeah. is the only chance. Uh, yeah. I really think of Jokic. Winning a third MVP in a row. You nailed it, Skeets. It's Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, and Larry Bird who did it. So, yeah, if they somehow end up as the one seed and it's Jokic putting up near triple double numbers once again, then he's probably in the mix. Otherwise, uh, pretty unlikely to me. Yeah, uh, a couple notes about the MVP. It usually comes from an elite team, duh. Um, Since 85, only four teams has the MVP come from a team that didn't finish first or second in its conference. Though that's happened over the that's last, last couple yeah, years. Yeah. yeah, You don't have to you win now. Westbrook, stuff like that. Uh, and if you're thinking like John Morant maybe as a dark horse pick here, uh, only four MVPs have been younger than 23 years old. Jaw turns 23 in less than two weeks. He's right around you. Oh, you're yeah. the 15th, aren't you? Yeah, He's I the am. 10th, I think. Well, um, right August. around you. He's a Leo. Yeah, he's a Leo. A lot of Leos. Uh, I can see him being a Leo. But yeah. like, we're always comparing John Moran to <laughs> Derrick Rose, right? And D. Rose won it in his third season That's right. when he was super, super young. Uh, the Bulls went 62-20, and 20, though. You know, is there a world where the Grizzlies are putting up some type of uh, wins like that without Jaron Jackson Jr. for That's a while? Tough. That'd be very difficult, but something like that would happen. I guess my pick, you know, it is funny that Lucas seems to always be the preseason pick for MVP. This is like the second or third year running where this guy's the favorite, uh, according to Vegas. What would he have to average? I mean, he's going to average probably 39-9, and nine, which is basically what he averages now. Uh, a little bit more scoring, but they'll have to be I mean, I don't know. I guess they'll have to be like uh, fourth or fifth. I guess that's where we draw the line. Fourth, fifth, or sixth. I mean, they were fourth last year, right? <sighs> yeah. yeah they don't seem to be like they improved. Uh, uh, no, they haven't. Uh, but he's got to be consistent from the get-go. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. He just needs to be as good as he was in the second half of the season and the first yeah, half of the season. Yeah. Like, Come in shape. Honestly, like Westbrook and Jokic winning the MVPs, to me, it, that's why Luka should be in the mix. Yeah. Even if yeah. the team is worse than they were last year, if he's able to put up crazy stats like Jokic did last year, he'll definitely finish top five, I think. Does There's that- uh, The weirdest name to not see in the, in the top of the leaderboards definitely is Steph Curry, considering we just saw him won, yeah. win a championship, win a finals MVP. I wonder if he'll ever get a later in his career MVP or if it'll be the kind of thing where, you know, he misses 10 games here or there and he's saving it for the playoffs. But unusual to not see him in the mix here. Yeah, mm-hmm. Th- that's why, I mean, he is getting older. I think the Warriors will probably 
take it somewhat easy in the regular season, I think, and who knows what happens with the Suns. That's why I think the John Moran argument's not terrible. I think I think there is a shot for the Grizzlies with what they did last year. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr. is out, sure, but they missed they missed John Morant and didn't skip a beat last year. I think they could have a great right, record is right. what I'm getting at when, when looking at the top. But, yeah, the, the Doncic argument is, yeah, it's Jokic from last year, basically. Dodgers, yeah, the team may not be great around him. Jokic didn't have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. But Maybe losing Brunson it. helps. <laughs> more more numbers <laughs> Better up Better to have worse players on your team if you want to win MVP. <laughs> That's facts right there. <laughs> it has worked it's for a couple changed, guys. yeah. Oh yeah, I mean his stats are going to be. I don't even think I'm like exaggerating that thirty nine and nine is in play for a season if he comes in a little more in condition and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. um, like he averaged like twenty eight and a half last year, uh, kicked it up a little notch in the second half, like you guys said, of course in the playoffs. But he could do that for a whole season. Will he have the wins? Will he have the narrative? Blah 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 blah. And he's blah. been playing a bit of basketball this summer. Yeah, right? like, I think like the, the I think the, the story is he's going to be you know one cigar or not, he's going to be coming in here in October. More like we see him later in the season. In shape. In shape uh, to try and lead that team. Let's hear from everybody out there in the stream team, listening to the podcast later with all these awards. Uh, Who do you like? Do you have any, like, just insane, insane names? I didn't think you were going to do the one about this guy. Give me a a crazy, crazy uh, prediction for MVP. Zion Williamson. Top five MVP finish this year. That's a nice one. Just a mat. I mean, he was all NBA his second year in the league. We forget about that at this point because he missed all of last season. Pelicans look good last year. If they go shooting up the standings, he's on the court. He's as good as he was during uh, the 21 season. Zion's getting votes. Like, you wouldn't have expected Devin Booker to finish top five in MVP last season. You wouldn't have expected Tatum probably to finish sixth. Zion could do it. He could definitely do it. It's a matter of staying on the court, though. Okay. Give me a Kawhi Leonard. I know he's obviously done it all in the NBA. (laughs) Except win MVP. Except an MVP. And it's like he was getting ready to play game 70 75 80 like he has been ready to play for a while and he didn't obviously play last sure. season but I, I think he's been practicing every single day yeah. like he is ready i think to come back how much confidence really do you do have it. in Kawhi leonard playing more than enough. 65 games so. that's, that's <laughs> enough though I, I think he can play all enough. right all right uh love it okay let's keep it going here my favorite award most improved player uh this one really when you are if you are a gambler like trying to you get some crazy odds here because, yeah. like, Vegas doesn't know. There's so many guys that you could really talk yourself into, like, improving or being a favorite in this. We see Edwards there, Halliburton, Jalen Brunson going to the Knicks maybe with the numbers he put up. But, uh, Trey, let's start with you. Uh, who do you like for MIP? Got to be somebody who's going to be an all-star this yeah. year. I think at the very least four of the last six uh, most improved player winners made all-NBA that season. The guys who didn't are Pascal Siakam, who made All-NBA the following two seasons, and Brandon Ingram, who made his first All-Star when he won uh, Most Improved Player. So if you're looking at the odds, who's most likely to be a first-time All-NBA or All-Star player? Easily Anthony Edwards makes the most sense of these top three that we're seeing. Edwards, 10-1. to Halliburton, 12-1. to Brunson, 16-1. to But it's also really weird to think about the Timberwolves potentially having Edwards... (laughs) Towns and Gobert all make the All-Star team yeah. or all make All-NBA. Yeah. One of those one of those three, it does not seem like it's going to be the case. So I don't think it's going to be any of these guys in the top three. You're going to hate it, Skeets, but my pick is Cade Cunningham. I think the Pistons are going to be a lot better this season. Uh, he started player, to put it together as the year went on. There's more talent in Detroit. And he's just going to look good being in control of the team with uh, Ivy running around out there with a good pick-and-roll partner in uh, Jalen Duran as well. So 
Uh, it might look ugly. A second-year player winning an uh, MIP. But not a lot of people were watching Cade Cunningham there with right. the Pistons last year. He'd have to be an all-star. Like He'd have to saying, be an all-star. And, and maybe even flirting with an all-NBA selection, which is that's a, wow, that's a lot to ask in a obviously super deep, talented league. But he could do it. He looked great as the season went on. Okay. Second-year yeah. player, Cade. I was expecting that, uh, to be honest. Mm. That's fine. What about you? Where do you go with this one? Mm. Some great odds, as you said. Throw some money on somebody here. <laughs> it just feels like... Uh, you could make some serious money. Don't gamble, but you could make some serious money. Yeah, the Anthony Edwards being the favorite, I, I do think is odd, just because it's, it's. There will be a, an onus on him to score uh, as a ball handler, but nah, I, I would find that uh, that's that's a tough one. That's just a tough stretch. I think, as as Trey said, they got a lot of stars there. Um, so. I like the Tyrese Halliburton one. I know he's a year three for him, but if you look at his stats when he was traded from Sacramento to Indiana, they actually got better and more efficient, yeah. which is which is surprising. His numbers, 17.5 and 9.5 assists, and he shot 41% from three when he got to Indiana. Now he's going to have even less help uh, this coming season because they're trading everyone around him. Can he still pull that off? I think his numbers could be huge, and I, and I trust him to keep the numbers efficient, and that's important when the voters take a look at it. So I would take him. Uh, but, yeah, serious crapshoot here. And, and yeah. I do think you you look at the East with the Indiana Pacers and Jalen Brunson with the Knicks. I think you could squeeze in an all-star appearance from a guard there. You know, historically, a guard like D'Angelo Russell with the Brooklyn Nets kind of squeezes in there. Yep. Last year, you had Darius Garland and Fred Van Vliet from the guard spots. You know, teams that are like five, six, seven, eight, nine. So Halliburton could squeeze in there, or Jalen Brunson could squeeze in there. What about Keldon Johnson on the Spurs? <laughs> he's on my long list. Yeah, he's headed into his fourth season. He averaged last year 17-6-2 in 75 games, shot 40% from deep. DeJounte Murray's been traded, obviously. Somebody has to score on the Spurs. It's him or Vassell, really, probably as uh, I would assume Kelton Johnson's going to lead them in scoring. I don't see why he doesn't fill the vacuum of, uh, you know, Murray, what, averaged 21 points per game? I see Kelton Johnson doing that quite easily uh, on this roster that's not going to probably be winning a ton of games. That's the problem. Like you said, Trey, the way this award's been going, it's like, Hey, have you taken the leap to an all-star level, even an all-NBA level? I pro- I don't think that's going to be happening with Kelvin Johnson, no matter the stats he puts up, because I don't think the Spurs are going to be that good. But numbers might be there, and people might be like impressed, like, whoa, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> this guy's averaging, you know, 22 on great shooting percentages? It's, yeah. it's possible. But uh, I do like the Halliburton a lot. I think that's where I would be putting my money. Though, the guy that he used to play with... Finally. De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> now... Fox is tough for MIP because he actually has, even in bad years for him, like, they're still pretty solid numbers. So, like, the jump on paper is not going to be, likely not going to be all that shocking. But when Halliburton got traded to Indiana, it was a very small sample size, only 11 games. But Fox averaged 30 points per game in that small window. 38-4 and four playing there with uh, Sabonis, sort of as the, the lead lead guard there in Sacramento. I would love to see him be healthy because he can't play freaking 80 games like let's like let's make that happen he hasn't played 60 plus games since his sophomore season so that would be a start and uh for whatever reason this guy's a, a bad year good year guy bad year then good year bad year then good year bad year then good year hey <laughs> he's due for a good year and uh he's only 24 so i'm going with star fox I'll, I'll make that my like dark horse pick for uh this would have to be the kings actually winning yeah. games too yeah. and and look they made moves herder and monk and 
obviously drafting Keegan Murray. Is this the year the Kings are, are finally like flirting with a playoff spot? If it is, then Fox will be a big reason why. Uh, with Mike Brown coming in there as a new head coach, so I'll, I'll put some uh, I'll put some coin on him. Good pick. It's more of a team award, I think, yeah. if he was to get most yeah. improved. But it's like Julius Randle in the the chat there with the Knicks that he could win most improved two times, you know, because he went <laughs> he went and won it, then he had a bad year, and so it's like De'Aaron Fox, <laughs> right, you know, right, not right. a huge drop off for De'Aaron Fox like Julius Randle did with New York, but he did drop off. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, if he can just put up better numbers than that his peak year. Sure. Yeah. Give it to him. Better numbers in his peak year and the Kings actually having success and people like going, oh, the Kings are maybe good. Mm-hmm. Then he gets maybe some consideration. I think it's a long shot. But uh, any other names? This is a fun what about this guy for MIP. Uh, I, I had I had a De'Aaron Fox as a wow. what about this guy. Okay. No doubt about it. Anthony Simons, if he's able to continue uh, his production that he had when Damian Lillard wasn't playing with the Blazers last season, if he's able to continue to play as well as he did last year, now that uh, – now that Lillard's going to be back and the Blazers look to be a little bit of an improved team, he could be in the mix. I think Tyrese Maxey um, could be in the mix yeah. as well, getting to yeah. play alongside Harden and Embiid this season. We see, saw him take a pretty sizable leap last year. Another one would be huge, and that could definitely put him in the mix, I think. Anyone else you got on your list? I think people want Marvin Bagley to be that guy. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, be amazing. Uh, maybe the Detroit Pistons <laughs> know something that we don't. Uh, they signed him to a three-year deal. Was it $37.5 million? That's uh, true. 12, 12 and a half. He's got the, the runway. He's going to be able to play for Dwayne Casey. There's a chance. I mean, he's going he's gonna to get the ball a ton, I think, because he's going to play with Cade, who is so willing to pass. If he's if he's able, but uh, yeah, that seemed to be a, an odd contract. Still seems like an odd contract. Will they? Will he pay it off for the Pistons? Big question. Mark. The the problem with like MIP prediction picks for like Bagley, say Precious Achua, maybe even Brandon Clark if he's starting in place of Jaron Jackson Jr. is like Trey said. Like the way this award's gone, it's like you have to go to All Star level. You have to be like none of those guys are gonna be there. They might improve. Like if this was 15 years ago, people like they looked at like whoa. 10 point per game jump like damn that's something even if they weren't even like flirting with an all-star consideration mm. uh and it would go to players like that so it'd be tough yeah but uh Agreed. lots of names for this one and yeah like uh, tass said you can they all have like crazy crazy good odds it's like it's a tough one to guess exactly who was picking aaron brooks in 2010 you know yeah no doubt suddenly aaron brooks is averaging 20 a game out of nowhere it could happen okay let's go to rookie of the year uh task get us started who's uh who's your pick here at the end of july to win roi well the end of july started with uh in the, the beginning of the month, started with a Keegan Murray show it's uh, true. at at summer league. He was on a fire as a Sacramento King uh, pick. There, they decided decided to go with him over Jay Nivey. and uh, they made he made Monte McNair, who has made some very very good picks in the front office with the Sacramento Kings, made him look real smart. Mm-hmm. He looked great. Um, I won't go with him though. Uh, I, I will go just straight to the top, baby. I'm going with Paolo Banquero. Pick number one in this thing because I think he is essentially going to be the Magic's offense. He's going to be way more of the Magic's offense than Chet Holmgren will be with OKC or Keegan Murray with the Kings. And I think he'll be good at it too. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like you're just going to get the ball like last year. You know, a lot of people picked Jalen Green. 
he struggled and then found his way at the end of the season. I think Ben Carroll comes in and is solid, and I think Cole Anthony will defer to him. I think Franz Wagner will defer to him. Gary Harris ain't going to take over, or, or Mo Bamba isn't going to take over. So I, I I saw him in summer league and thought, man, this guy, um, before they yanked him because they said that's you're too good for summer league as a rookie, son. You can sit now. He was amazing. I thought he did it all out there. We were talking about five-by-fives uh, last week on a, a beach stepping podcast, uh, beach stepping portion of our podcast. This guy can do it, man. He can do it all. He can pass as a big man. He can score. Uh, and the scoring part, I think, is where he trumps Chet Holmgren for me. I think Chet is such uh, a distributor. Plus, he's playing with Shea, who's going to score. I think Bancaro has that advantage where he's not playing with a great score. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have one like like Shea with uh, with Chet. And um, Chet, just he distributes a lot. He, he if you for what the, the minutes that I've watched him uh, I don't think he's gonna score enough I think he'll he'll do a lot of passing uh, in the OKC and make offense. an impact on the defense oh he'll be great too. he'll yeah. be great for sure can you name who led the magic in scoring last year points per game is it Franz? No. Terrence Ross? No. Off the bench? No. So it's not cool. There's like there's like eight guys on their team that scored over ten points per game. But uh who'd you say? Cole Anthony. It's Cole, yeah. Sixteen point three. Wow. So I'm with you on Bancaro. That would be my pick here. They ranked dead last in offensive rating. The Magic did. Twenty eighth in true shooting percentage, twenty eighth in three point percentage. I mean, he just gets that bumped up a little bit, and the numbers are going to be there. He's going to get the opportunity, the usage percentage. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I, I'm a little worried with this award that, like, he comes out of the gate, has a great first three weeks, like, pretty solid for a rookie, and everyone's like, okay, it's over. Yep. That could happen. It could happen. And, and, and that's saying, like, uh, that's, you know, I like Ivy. I like Murray. I just think, I, I think it's set up for uh, Bancaro here. What about you, Trey? Yeah, uh, I'm Paolo Bancaro as well. I think he's going to be a, like a legitimately good offensive player, mm-hmm. uh, at least for a rookie, at least for a young guy, pretty much right away. Just like I think Chet Holmgren's going to be a legitimately good defensive player, yeah. but you get a lot more shine uh, when you're the offensive guy. So I would go Boncaro, then Chet, and then my third pick is probably Murray, just because he looks ready to contribute. Yep. And, you know, between Fox and Sabonis, some decent setup guys there uh, in Sacramento. A good rule when trying to predict rookie of the year is just stick with one of the top five picks. I know it's boring, but uh, if you look back at like the last, I don't know, eight or nine years, Scotty Barnes fourth, Lamelo third, John Morant second, Luca third, Ben Simmons first. Then we got the Brogdon boy at thirty sixth. That was the weird one. That was the whole beat of Brogdon, <laughs> yep. right? Uh, Towns and Wiggins, they both went first overall. So generally, it's uh, well, it's top four generally, but. Uh, I think that's likely here, too. I think it's going to be one of the top five I would agree. Yeah. Uh, Coach of the year. We can talk teams here a little bit. Trey, get us started. Uh, This is all, you know, it's really, I guess, either who you think. Don't bet on this, please. Yeah. Please don't bet on coach of the year in July. Who you think is going to have the best record is one way to approach this. Uh, Or a big turnaround. So... Which one is it? Um, for me, it's more of like a, you're going to be one of the best teams in the league. More of a Monty Williams like last year right. compared to a Tom Thibodeau uh, the season before. So I actually think Ime Odoka is a solid favorite because either the Celtics pick up where they left off, having that huge second half run in last season, going to the finals. It seems like they know their identity now. They probably pick back up with the addition of Brogdon, mm-hmm. Danilo Gallinari. They'll be good again. Or they somehow pull off a trade for Kevin Durant, and they're one of the best teams in the league, instantly gel, look great. Those are both good ways to win Sure, Coach of the Year. So I'm in on that. The off-the-board pick that I would go with, though, has got to be Ty Lue. The Clippers are going to have Ooh. better health. They're very deep. 
they were already a good defensive team last year. They've already got their identity. We know they're going to probably start Zubats and then go and play small ball. A million wings all over the place. And they're going to have the MVP in Kawhi And they Leonard. will likely have the MVP <laughs> they're in sneaky, Kawhi though. Leonard. I agree, though. They're sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Ty Lue's a really good coach. And now that the Clippers actually have a pretty healthy squad going into the season, I mean, we'll see what happens in the next <laughs> four months yeah. before things really get kicked off here. But uh, Ty Lue's looking good to me. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. I don't want to add too much to the Coach of the Year okay. talk, I'll be honest. <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, Monty Williams, you gave Brogdon uh, the nickname of the Brogdon Boy? I don't know. It just uh, came out of my mouth. <laughs> I, I know. Sometimes <laughs> Big Brogadaga, I guess I should have. Uh, yeah. Or yeah. the president, I guess he was called yeah, once upon a time. That's gone, probably. <laughs> yeah, no uh, but votes. Monty Williams, I'm going to give him the Monty Man nickname. You give him Brogdon the Brogdon Boy. If Monty gets a new nickname like the Monty Man, uh, maybe that will... <laughs> catapult him to the top there's no way monty williams is winning coach of the year again like like i can't yeah. believe he's one of the favorites back no there's well, never been a back i don't back think so and just like they won six what they win last year 64 yeah. games like you're telling me they're gonna be better than that they're gonna be one of the greatest teams in history <laughs> like that's when we're getting into He'd 65 to, plus 67 be. they'd have to be well i don't think that's gonna happen because they, then they did falter in the playoffs i wonder if monty's chances get hurt because just, they fault faltered in the I, playoffs. I couldn't believe monty is like one of the quote-unquote favorites for this i just don't see it like talk me into you know like maybe it's the chris finch with the wolves for crying out loud sure. like if that nice. works like the twin towers and anthony edwards and all yeah, like okay if they're top four top three okay that's a hell of a jump if mike brown can do the impossible and get sacramento an actual playoff spot where like you know they get 47 <laughs> wins or something that's in play you can tell this is a july podcast yeah. because we've got uh we've got a king up for most improved player yeah we've got a king up for rookie, rookie of the year. year we've got the king's coach, coach possibly coach of the year candidate uh this year um optimism is at an all-time oh, high of course, right of course. This, feeling good this is a difficult one uh so we'll uh again Flip it back to everybody joining us here as they drop their uh, Coach of the Year predictions there in the stream team right now. We'll move on here to Sixth Man of the Year. Now, Tyler Hero blew the field out of the water last season. I think he got 96 of the 100 first-place votes. Uh, and he's the favorite to win this again, which I think is a little interesting. Uh, whether he's going to continue to come off the bench, is he even going to be on Miami? There's that whole part. Um, but, Trey, get us started. Where are you going with Sixth Man? Yeah, I guess this is a tough one. Um, I think uh, Zach Lowe was kind of pitching the fact that Tyler Hero likely will start the season, or right. at least wouldn't be a surprise if he started yeah. uh, for the Heat there. Uh, especially, we'll see if they, you know if they if they sign him to an extension, pay him a whole bunch more money. Maybe they want to start him as well. So understandable that he's the favorite, considering he won last year, was awesome last year. Um, of the top four in odds, I think Jordan Poole is probably the best choice. It's hard to win back to back, which I think kind of rules out Hero as well. Poole's got a nice rep. Uh, we just saw what he did in the finals. There's going to be times, no doubt, when Steph Curry or Clay Thompson misses time, which gives Poole a little bit more opportunity. Mm -hmm. The only other name I would probably add to the list is, is uh, Cam Johnson, just because it wouldn't be surprising to me to see him close some more games so they get used to playing five out. He finished third last season. The eight and stuff is still weird with, uh, with Phoenix, yep. so maybe there's even more opportunity for Cam Johnson, but I think Poole is probably the guy I would choose here. Okay. Tess? I like Jordan Poole, too. I think he won't be extended uh, when we get into the, the Golden State Warriors talk about Draymond Green potentially being extended, Andrew Wiggins potentially being extended. I think Poole misses out, and this will be a contract year because of that. So I think he's going to come out and put up some huge numbers, and he definitely will be coming off the bench. 
The Tyler Hero thing as a starter, I think that's that's an interesting one. If they start him beside Kyle Lowry, I guess, and then they would send Max Struess to the bench. Um, but yeah, that that'd be interesting, I guess, just to get him, you know, t- to try and get more out of him to be a bigger part of the team. But he just seems like he screams sixth man uh, to me. But you know, they did lose PJ Tucker, so I, I guess that makes sense just to bolster their starting lineup. But there have been guys who have won back to back. It doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, uh, Lou Williams did. Lou Williams did it uh, most recently. But other than that, it doesn't happen all that much. So I don't want to pick Tyler Hero because that is the most boring pick. <laughs> um, but also, like, if you bet on Tyler Hero now, I guess you just lose your money if he becomes a starter, right? Like, <laughs> you don't, you don't <laughs> get point. you don't get refunded. <laughs> no, I don't uh, think so. So don't bet <laughs> on this You're tweeting Eric Spolster every night. <laughs> Bench him, please. Well, no well, work, no check. What was uh, Pat Riley's, like, uh, you know, press conference after the season right he's sort of like calling him out a little bit like you want to start or play more you gotta yeah. play defense on this team and that's one thing he doesn't do so he was sort of challenging him yeah we'll so, see if uh yeah they don't have a replacement for pj tucker um no, they, and I know they play different positions yeah but, yeah but yeah that would just mean um who's their starting lineup it would be lowry and hero obviously butler and Adebayo. Bam. And then I don't know who the other Caleb guy. Martin or whichever Martin. Mm, I think a it's grindy. Caleb. A grindy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is Caleb uh, that they re-signed. So. How does Jimmy Butler's new hair affect his play moving forward <laughs> in the MVP race as a dark horse? Uh, Tyler Hero's uh, sixth man of the year opportunity. Uh, what do you think, Trey? <laughs> uh, <laughs> only time will tell. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler just wants to work hard and be the man, and now he wants to work hard and be the man while having long hair. I think it makes him work even harder, actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, he's pulling off. We see uh, people in the stream team saying Bones Highland, possibly. Uh, for a six man of the year uh, win or sort of a yeah, he's a gonna long have shot. some responsibility with the Nuggets this season after they traded Monte Morris. Yeah. Logic says Tim Hardaway Jr. Remember him? Yes, <laughs> he plays on the Dallas Mavericks still. Uh, will he score fifty this year? Well, uh, maybe off the bench. <laughs> maybe I'll look like a genius. Uh, Norm Powell. People are saying to go back to the Clippers. They got a. Of course, a lot of talent if he's coming off the bench and putting up some yeah, numbers. If he is, there's some if good, he is, good names out here. Bobby Portis, uh, one with the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, Bobby. Bobby. The, the sixth man of the year generally hates big man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Montrezl Harrell won it, and uh, I guess, well, Lamar Odom won it. That was a long, long time ago now. But usually it's going to a high scoring guard. Clarkson, mm-hmm. obviously Lou Crawford, hero last year. I think it's just tough. Tough for a big man. But Bobby, he puts up uh, puts up some stats here. And there's so many comments here for Serge Ibaka. No. Serge is old. There's no way Serge Ibaka would have been super. That would be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. You get good odds on Serge Ibaka right now, I'm uh, guessing. I have been following uh, his Instagram stories. Uh, he is very into his skincare routine. He's putting up long reels about his skincare wow. routine. Okay. He is literally like taping banana peels to his face. <laughs> what? Or avocado rinds, oh, what do you call wow. it, peels to his face. That's what he does. Well, he looks great. He does so look working. great. He does yeah. look great. He also wears short shorts. I'm surprised no one was uh, going a little harder for Malcolm Brogdon joining the Boston Celtics. And p- Sounds like he's going to come off the bench with uh, Marcus Smart sort of having that starting role. You know he's going to end too games. Much, they have too much scoring, I think. So you just Besides don't think him. stats are going to be all that yeah. sexy? Yeah. Okay. You okay. also, it, pff, Trey brought it up with the MVP. Now it's a, a sort of leaning towards uh, guys that don't have a lot of help around them. You also want to go with a guy that doesn't have a lot of help scoring uh, when you're talking about sixth man of the year like mm-hmm. hero came off because they needed a ball handler who could score and scored a ton last year i think 
Brogdon's numbers are going to fall from what they were last year as a, as okay. a lead guard. Okay. So, Fair yeah, enough. Clarkson, same thing. Uh, final one. Defensive player of the year. Gobert is the favorite uh, heading into this season. This guy's won three Defensive Player of the Year awards. If he, wow. won, if he won a fourth, and I actually think it's set up sort of nice for him here. Yeah. If he if he takes a totally. middle-of-the-pack defensive team in the Minnesota Timberwolves, he makes them top five just because of his uh, interior presence there, and they make it all work. I-, I, could see, I see why he's the favorite, and I could see him picking up a fourth, which would tie him with Matumbo and Ben Wallace for most all time. Um, but... You think it's Rudy Trey, or do you think it's someone else? I think it's Rudy exactly for what you're saying. I think he's going to make the Timberwolves instantly better. They're going to look like one of the 10 best defensive teams out there. And I think that Gobert out there will likely negate some of Carl Anthony Towns' defensive shortcomings. And Gobert will get credit even for that. So it yeah. uh, definitely makes sense that he's the favorite so far. And he's my favorite as well. Yeah. The, mm. Like the, the Wolves, their defense last year, they forced a ton of turnovers, but they were horrible. They finished 27th in defensive rebounding percentage. Rudy just playing would like bump that up to at least middle of the pack, if not higher. They also fouled way too much, but he's pretty good at that just because of his presence uh, around the rim. And they were below league average when it came to the opponent's effective field goal percentage. So, like, yeah, again, I think if the if the Wolves are solid, they just got to be, like, top five, top six, something like that. And I think he's going to get, and deservedly so, a ton of credit uh, <laughs> for it. So, I mean, I think that's where I'd be putting my money on, on Rudy winning another. I also think, like, with a guard winning it last year in Smart... I'm like 99% sure it's going back to a big guy. Mm. So Rudy, Robert Williams, you know, Embiid, maybe Giannis, it, it, bam. Yeah. It's going to a big guy. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be another guard. Yeah, he Gobert's got to bring that defense up. I think it's got to be pretty high, uh, top four or five. But the, yeah, the, the case is made for him there. He'll also get credit not only for helping Carl Anthony Towns, um, but um, for, for helping out D'Angelo Russell um, sure. and uh, the backcourt there. That's what I worry a little bit about. Anthony Edwards, very good guard defensively what he wants to be d'angelo russell not so much uh he's got a lot to make up for jane mcdaniels they're gonna throw that a third-year player out there probably a small forward a lot but i think kyle anderson's gonna help out a lot yeah rudy will probably get credit for that uh so i like him i like bam at a bio as well uh to get his first potentially just because they're there every single yeah, year yeah. could it could That's be a bit point. of a lifetime achievement award there for bam bam and maybe if rudy doesn't win it maybe they just don't want to give rudy a fourth <laughs> uh, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Uh, it's a lot of awards. I'm, I'm not so saying. So you give him a fourth, then he's in contention for a fifth. <laughs> Most, Most of all time. time, yeah. Most of all time. I mean, yeah. There's, there's yeah. exactly. You got to carefully time that number four. I think. <laughs> I, I think uh, it's not crazy to see Time Lord winning this too, because if he's healthy and he's playing, I mean, there was an argument last year. Was Marcus Smart really the best defender on the Celtics? People were like, ah, it's, it might be Robert Williams yeah. when he's out there. And, like, I mean, doing Rudy-like things, right? He led the league in defensive rating. He's second in blocks per game at 2.2, just behind Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, I think if he's healthy and plays an entire season and the Celtics are the defense that we saw in the second half of the year in the playoffs, then... Wouldn't it be weird, though? You give it to one it guy It would be strange. Once, <laughs> I wonder if that's, guy that's on probably that team. never happened, has it? Yeah. Where it's like some guy on the... Two guys on the same team... Got it back to back. That'd Sorry, be... I'm still looking up if a coach has ever won back to back <laughs> coaches of the year. No, I, I, I doubt it's happened. So, yeah, you're right. You're yeah, it's, right. A, it's a little Brooke Lopez, Yanis Tedekumpo situation with Ooh. the Milwaukee Bucks, right? <laughs> nice. that was That was similar. Very nice. Uh, there it is. There's our six awards. 
our dumb early, stupid early, way too early NBA awards of predictions. Uh, let us know who you guys think, like I said, both your favorite and maybe just a, a crazy shot in the dark. Uh, let us know in the comments right now, below the video, or tweet them in, at no dunk sync. that's INC on the end. We're going to take our first break when we come down, up-down report, talk about KD, Draymond Green, bunch of jerseys, and a lot more. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Back in the Classic Factory, let's have a little fun in the up-down report. Preparing your tumbies. It's the up-down report. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down when it comes to these topics. All right, on Monday, Woj and Shams, they let the world know that the Celtics offered Brooklyn, Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a draft pick for Kevin Durant. The Nets declined. Encountered by asking for Brown, Marcus Smart, DPOI, another rotation player, and multiple picks in exchange for KD, the Celtics declined. For now. Naturally, this KD Celtics bomb gave us, what, a good week of television segments and deep dive posts and podcasts, including our own, where mm-hmm. uh, Tass and I talked in great detail about this possibility of KD landing on the Celtics. So I really wanted to hear from Trey Kirby, up or down, on the likelihood, I guess, of the Celtics trading for Kevin Durant. Ooh, the likelihood. The likelihood. Mm-hmm. Not what I want to do it. Because I would want to do it. Okay. Oh, I would want to do it. Heard a lot of window talk these past couple of weeks. How big is that window? <laughs> How long is that window? Which would you prefer, a long window or a big window? A lot of window Because right now, the Celtics have a long window. They've had a long window. Yeah. They've had a long window open for five seasons, and they have one finals appearance to show for it. They made multiple conference finals, but that doesn't get you anything. It doesn't even get you a chance to win the title. So I personally would want a huge window. And I think Kevin Durant <laughs> can open that window a lot bigger than Jalen Brown can because his arms are much longer. Uh, so, yeah, I think that the Celtics should do it. Kevin Durant is a lot better than Jalen Brown, and I think people are kind of underrating Kevin Durant in comparison to Jalen Brown because... We still have the hope for Jalen Brown to turn into an even better player, despite the fact that he's really good already. Yeah. So 
I think they should do it. I think they instantly become the best team in the league. Uh, a team built around Tatum and Durant would be basically unstoppable. Uh, everybody wants to have a big wing who can handle the ball and shoot from outside. They would have two. Nobody else would. I guess you would maybe argue the Clippers, but Paul George is more of a 3 and D guy to me. Zingers. Uh, <laughs> that being said, will it happen? I doubt it because the Celtics always talk about trading for people and they never actually do it. So uh, I think we're going to be talking about Kevin Durant being traded for a long, long time. Maybe even into September at this point. It's crazy to think not too long ago, Jay Skeets did a emergency podcast for Kevin Durant trade rumors. Feels like 100 years ago yeah. at this point. The rumors will not stop because the packages have to be massive. But if I were the Celtics, I would do it because I would actually want to win the title instead of, you know, talking about maybe winning the title in the future. What I want to talk about for a long, long time is whether it's a long window or a wide open window. You know what I mean? In terms of a team's potential to win. Long window? It's a it's open or close oh, to me. Oh, right, right. But it's hard to say like a, how how open or how Well, a window it's it's open it's is, open can always shut. open and close. I was gonna say, but that's not true. Some some windows you can't open. No. We were <laughs> just in Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah, good point. Hotel room windows. That's yeah. right. <laughs> don't want don't want people jumping out of the windows. No. Uh, so uh I think their yeah their window is wide open right now. It's long, no matter how you look at it. It would be hard to for for me in the front office if if I was up with Brad and we're talking about this and we had this discussion. I don't know why I'm in the front office, but anyways, uh, I think it's hard for for Brad Stevens to. Even though they talk about it a lot, I, I I think it would be hard to just pull the trigger on this just just because of the chemistry. I just wonder how it affects the locker room. I mean, Katie's obviously you know gone to another team and won a championship but for us yes it would be extremely interesting to talk about Kevin Durant going to a team that just beat him again and uh what it would do to the the Celtics locker room I mean they they made upgrades already to a team that went to the NBA finals Malcolm Brogdon is an upgrade he was there with Giannis Antetokounmpo being a really good support player I think with the Milwaukee Bucks before he he started bouncing around the league could do a lot of good things Gallinari less so but Mm -hmm. I want to see that team I want to see what they do uh, rather than this uh, this just trade for a star and see what happens. And flipping it to the net side of things here, if this is a real possibility, do you love the idea of getting Jalen Brown uh, as the uh, key piece if you are moving off Kevin Durant and that is the direction of your franchise? Like, do you like Jalen Brown more than, you know, a Siakam or more than, you know, even, I guess, Scotty Barnes. It feels like he's off the table there in Toronto. Um, any of these other big names in some of these rumored deals? What do you think? I guess I would go Barnes over Brown, but Brown over Siakam, just based on ages, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Scotty Barnes, Rookie of the Year, only going to get better, we have to assume. Jalen Brown, I assume he's going to get better as well. He's kind of starting the beginning of his prime, whereas Siakam is right in the midst of it right now. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I kind of feel like Jalen Brown kind of splits the difference between those two. Uh, uh, a quality player right now who still has uh, the potential to get even better. We'll see. Because you're right. We're going to be talking about this for <laughs> yes. months. Yep, yep. Yes. Yeah, because everyone's on vacation. They're not making trades. Yeah, exactly. probably. You're right. It's, yeah. it's too freaking early. It's July. July's over. <laughs> you're right. It's over. But it's still July. Yeah. Uh, In my mind, it's over. So we're close to the trade, you're saying. <laughs> no, no. We still got August. August is really when everybody's on vacation in the NBA. Now, especially, they, these uh, executives, they haven't had a, a real vacation because of uh, COVID NBA seasons in like two years, three years. It's been a long time since you've had a normal break, if you so, think about it. So you're saying Sean Marks and Danny Ainge as the front of uh, the front offices that could trade 
Durant or Donovan Mitchell. They, they asked for the world, mm-hmm. and then when they didn't get it, they said, all right, I'm oh. going on vacation. You're sending an email <laughs> to off. either of those guys right now. You're getting out of office returns. Danny doesn't email. No way. <laughs> you got to call him. <laughs> yeah, you got to call him. Oh, if he's, if he's overseas, like who knows if he's getting the, uh, like buying the, the pass for rates, that. Yeah. The data, yeah, data rates. Yeah. Danny data. <laughs> all right, next one. Draymond Green, <laughs> listen to this, guys. He wants and believes he That's is deserving of a four-year max contract <laughs> extension, according to Anthony Slater and Marcus Thompson II of The Athletic. Okay, Draymond is eligible for the extension on August 3rd, which is like days from now. But the Warriors currently have no plans to offer Green the max extension, according to reports, again, from uh, Slater and Thompson II. So up or down, Taz, you get a start here on Draymond Green deserving a max contract extension. That's key word here. Okay. Up or down. Draymond Green would be getting paid a ton until he's 37 years of age. In a vacuum, doesn't look good. Just in a vacuum. It, it, that number may not be worth it. We just watched what happened uh, where, you know, he was a liability on offense a lot of the time during the postseason. But this ain't a vacuum. I, I think if you look at the the Warriors and them being led by Steph Curry, mm-hmm. which he ain't stop, he ain't slowing down right now. The window is still long or wide open no matter how you look at it. I think if they were to cheap out on Draymond Green, I think that could affect how things happen with – you know, trickle down the roster. Not only Steph, Clay, Wiggins, all those guys. I don't think you can cheap out on Draymond Green. I okay. think I think you pay him, and yeah, it's worth it because they win a freaking championship. They 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 will continue to be up there, and so you don't mess with that. Steph recently said, "I you know I I want Dre and Clay to be with me until the end." Mm-hmm. What he's done for the franchise, the, what he's done you know for a freaking decade. Yeah, you, you can't go back on. Um, not that they would go back against their word, but you have to just fulfill that. And I don't think they can cheap out on not only Dre, Wiggins, uh, Poole. They didn't cheap out on Looney. They did cheap out somewhat for the first time in their history on Gary Payton II and Otto Porter. But those guys, their roles can be filled by Kuminga and Moses Moody and James Wiseman. So you don't cheap out on on any of those other guys. You can't. Um, And it will be paid off tenfold and I think it already has so when it comes down to it you don't uh, cheap out on Clay when his contract ends in two years either Uh, on anybody they have done their roles you know um, they've done it to a degree that we haven't seen in the NBA so I think this is such an, an incredible opportunity how many teams have their top three guys stay with their whole or stay with their team the entire careers Spurs close to it with Tony Parker, despite he played that's a good one. That, <laughs> for the Hornets. And they want to be the that's they want to be the Spurs. That is a yeah. weird one, and they want to no, be the Spurs. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, well, I guess yeah. Kawhi doesn't. He doesn't fit. I guess the Spurs uh, story arc there. I guess it's Manu, Tony, and Tim. Yeah, Tony when love the Jumpman logo, love Michael Jordan. So he went to Charlotte there at the end. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I would just hope for them that this is one of those rare situations that Steph, Clay, and Dre stay. Yeah, but at a certain point, it's going to cost you an insane amount of money. It's been paid off. I mean... I think. I mean... I don't know the books, but it feels like it's been paid off with how much they've won. And yeah, they're getting near the $400 million annual total fee when it comes to salaries plus luxury tax. They're getting close to it. But they did cheap out a little bit. Cheap out. That's a... 
a very loose term, but on Gary Payton II yeah. and Otto Porter, they didn't pay them. Right. Because that, I mean, they just paid Kelly Oubre $80 million to play one year for them. It was $80 million bucks for Kelly Oubre. I, I don't think they cheap out on Draymond Green. I don't think they do. Okay, he is set to make about $26 million this upcoming season, Draymond is. Um, he's due $27.5 million in 23-24, but it's player option. Uh, so he can decline it and become a free agent next summer. So this max extension here, you'd be looking at about a four-year, $138.5 million deal here. And uh, Tass said how much he'd be making there in his last year. But it's uh, it's difficult with Draymond. You know he's so important to this franchise. But also, who else is offering him a max contract is where I get at, too. So, like, it's fair. I mean, you want to keep your guys happy. And look, I think the bottom line is if Steph Curry says, pay that guy, I want him, then you almost have to. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you could get out of that with what Curry's done to your franchise and what he's meant and all that. Uh, and, they, and he's saying similar things to that. So. I agreed. Can they get a part but, of Draymond's podcast, too? Oh, numbers. <laughs> like, Split yeah. the ad revenue, maybe? Yeah. Hmm. Trey, what do you do with Draymond Green here? That's a tricky one. Yeah. Very tricky. He certainly deserves it. No doubt about it. Four championships, defensive player of the year, multiple-time all-star. I mean, he's earned the right to get paid every single dollar that the Warriors could possibly pay him. But like you're saying, at the end of his contract, he ain't going to be worth uh, 30-something million dollars. It's interesting you compare him to the Spurs. At the end of Tim Duncan's career, he was playing for like a million point something yes. per season. Right. He was taking discounts right. so that they could te- keep the team together and keep them better. That's a little bit unfair to players, I think, that uh, mm-hmm. like a homegrown superstar like Draymond Green should have to take a haircut at the end of his year. But as John Hollinger explained at The Athletic uh, recently, the annual numbers on contracts are going to kind of be going down over the course of time with these extensions that are going to be getting signed. So, yeah, I think I would do it to keep Draymond around. I would pay him a max, even if it's going to be too many years, even if it's going to be too much money, uh, just because it sends a great vibe. And you don't want to lose Draymond because Draymond's still really good. Before he got hurt last season, the Warriors were one of the two or three best defensive teams in the league. He makes Steph Curry better on offense, which is weird to say, but the connection they have, the two-man game that they've been able to develop over the course of their careers, like Draymond gets Steph the easiest shots that Steph takes when he's on the court. So he's certainly still a plus player, and he's obviously right after Steph, the second most important guy for the Warriors. So pay him and regret it at the end. (laughs) Well, Miles Brown tweeted the other day, uh, and I screen grabbed it because it made me laugh. He said, Draymond wants tomorrow's price to be for yesterday's work. And nah, you just mailed in almost three seasons and move like a mummy. <laughs> you better get those podcast numbers up. Uh, again, that's at uh, m.brown on Twitter. It's got some fire NBA takes. Um, but there's some truth to that of like, yeah, pay me pay me prices that I'm not going to be worth for what I did in years past and in these championships. And there's a fine line there. I think you can go overboard, especially when you get into their luxury tax. And they have all these extensions. So if you were to rank the importance of extensions tasks with Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, and then Clay Thompson, you know, eligible, coming up for extension. How would you rank them in order of importance to Joe Lacob and the the Warriors organization right now to win a title, of course? It is funny just seeing the article there uh, from Marcus Thompson and Anthony Slater on The Athletic. I was just kind of taken aback, just thinking, well, these... Warriors have problems. They have they have issues uh, with extending guys, but it is something that they have to be somewhat concerned with. And and I think the first one that you should be concerned with is Andrew Wiggins, actually. Yeah. Uh, because he's only paid for one more year. 
Um, and he just does things that other guys can't do on the roster. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, the defense. And he was literally the second best player for the playoff run. Um, so he's first. Mm-hmm. Clay, Clay is signed for a couple of years, so I think I would throw him at the bottom of this list. Um, but then it's probably Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. I mean, Dre and Jordan, I, I think, both very important. Um, and I guess somebody's going to pay Jordan Poole a ton of money. So that's one that they can wait for because he's restricted and just match. Uh, but I don't know. It seems like, yeah, he, corporate charity, not a good thing. Like you don't just, you know, Draymond Green should take every dollar. Um, but at the same time, you you kind of just want to like keep him happy. It's a relationship thing, you know? Uh, so that I, they said it in their article, which was a great line from Slater and Thompson, pay the legends risk losing the youth, pay the youth risk alienating the legends Pay nobody, and you create a tension-filled locker room for Steve Kerr to uh, steer. Yeah, that's it's... a tough decision. I am not going to sit here and go boo-hoo for the Warriors, though. Oh my God, no. they have to make decisions because all their guys are amazing and they win championships. It's like uh, that's, a great, that's problem a great problem to have, and they have an uh, they have a front office that has you know put up a lot of money for this team to win a title every year. year. But now, do they want to put up more? Where do they draw the line? At some point, yeah, you have to. Yeah, and they they drew a little one with Gary Payton II yeah, yeah, and uh, Otto Porter as well. They got contracts there with uh, Portland and Toronto, respectively. The Tim Duncan thing is really interesting. I mean, we just saw James Harden take a pay cut. I know he's still getting paid in the thirty <laughs> yes. million range uh, for two seasons. The Tim Duncan one is really interesting, but this is a, an era that's even different than Tim Duncan seven eight years ago. Player empowerment has escalated, and that's a good thing. IMO. Uh, instead of the the front offices making every single dollar, it should go to the players. Those are the people who make this thing run. So, yeah, take every single dollar. Maybe he'll take a tiny pick. It's not. It's, maybe he will. It's well, not going to be a big one though. Yeah, and Golden State, their front office, they usually only extend with one year remaining. So this would sort of be if they were to extend Draymond right now. Uh, they generally don't do that. But man, it's Draymond Green, and it's like, like I could talk myself into either of these happening where they don't come to an extension right now, even though he wants one and he's deserving, he thinks of a max. It's like, he's either like, well, F you, I'm going to ball out here, show you all in the rest of the league that I'm still the best defensive player, I'm still so important, and then that's good because it helps your chances of winning a title. But then the opposite could be true where Draymond, all he does is complain all season long about like not getting this extension and like he sort of like pouts. Like, I Couldn't you see either of those two happening? And he's just complaining on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> like I could be great for so the I, podcast numbers for sure. It probably would. It probably would. So it's a sticky situation here, but they gotta. I mean, I think it's again, it's a good problem to have. Oh, or do we gotta pay pool a lot? Do we gotta pay clay and stuff? Um, this gonna be good. it went for the be- the end of the season. They won the championship. Wiggins and Pool were congratulating each other on Instagram, yep. saying, "Whoa, you're gonna get a bag. No, you're <laughs> gonna get a bag." So those two dudes. <laughs> And I thought those were really the only extensions that were up for debate. But then, yeah, Dre and Clay enter yeah, the mix. They're right there. Uh, but Not far th- behind. Yeah, they still have an extra year. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it happens. And I think they say to Draymond, you know, we'll do it next year and don't talk about it on the podcast. And I think he'll be cool with that. <laughs> I mean, it's just like – they. the thing is they have set a precedent. Even Steph waited until one year left before he got his extension. And mm-hmm. that's Steph. Right. So – I don't think they signed him this offseason. Again, I go back to multiple sources said Curry would not be happy if the Warriors lost Green because the team didn't want to pay him. Yeah. Um, so, of course, Curry wants to 
keep this core together. I'll keep his guy. Draymond and Clay. I mean, it's uh, they're the ones that's always winning the championship, whether Katie's there or not. So. And we didn't even mention his name as a potential Defensive Player of the Year winner. He's probably up there as well. Draymond, he's, o- he's only won yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, uh, which Again, is surprising. Like, if Draymond's coming in pissed off with a chip on his shoulder, then I really like his chances. Yeah. yeah. And as Trey said, they were leaders. Yeah, they were. They were awesome on yeah. defense. Yep. Uh, until he went down. Uh, next one, according to Shams, the Hornets are considering a reunion with former franchise cornerstone Kemba Walker. Walker played in 37 games last season for the Knicks. He averaged about 11-3. and three. Uh, The number nine pick of the 2011 draft played eight seasons for Charlotte and is the franchise's all-time leading scorer. Do you know who's second? All-time leading. Gerald Wallace? No, I don't think so. <laughs> all-time leading I'll, I'll scorer for the Charlotte I'll fact-check myself here, but Hornets. I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Del Curry? Yeah, I believe it's Del Curry. There you go. <laughs> points. Put up points. Uh, are you up or down, Trey, on uh, the Hornets bringing back uh, Kemba Walker? Sure. Sure, <laughs> sure man. Wow. Sure, man. I still feel dumb. I still got a little bit of Kemba Walker hope out there. And, like, <laughs> looking at the Hornets, they need a backup point guard. Ish Smith was uh, around for a little bit, but it's basically been LaMelo and Terry Rozier handling the deal. They could use somebody to sop up some minutes, and if you're not expecting a lot from Kemba Walker, that's probably the right way to go about things mm-hmm. uh, at this point. The knee was just uh, ruined after his Boston stint basically didn't work out. Uh, in New York, but, you know, some decent vibes. I think it would be uh, a nice vibes move for the Hornets to bring Kemba Walker back and maybe being back where he saw his most success would rejuvenate his career to at least make him into a solid uh, backup point guard kind of role player. Yeah, I agree because this team, unfortunately, isn't going to fulfill the 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 projection um the expectations that we had there's not we thought maybe they'd go into this offseason get better it hasn't happened and Kemba Walker would be good for the locker room the performance would probably be a little Tony Parker-esque at the end of his career with the Charlotte Hornets it's not going to be incredible but they need a backup point guard good for the locker room which you know won't hurt uh but they're going to be bad defensively and that's what I would want from a backup point guard, mm. uh, a little bit more tenacity. Uh, but they need one. They need one. He's a lifetime Hornet. Bring him in. Okay. <laughs> he's on the Pistons right now, isn't he? <laughs> Is that true? I think he's on the contract. <laughs> nice, nice. No, he plays the second I, I was surprised to see that Isaiah Thomas was uh, a also, backup part, point guard for uh, the Charlotte Hornets as well last yep. year. So, right. Yeah. Give Kemba, might as well give Kemba a run. <laughs> sure. That's what I think. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if those knees can hold up, he uh, can still score. Okay. Final one here. we got a bunch of new jerseys to weigh in on. So we're just going to lump them all together. Uh, you know, like we're the presidents of the uh, United States. <laughs> what were they called? <laughs> you got it. Presidents, <laughs> presidents, presidents of the United States of America. America. Lump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here we go. The Pistons unveiled new classic edition uniforms. I call them new, but they're old. Uh, they're a replica of the road unis, the Pistons don from 96 to 2001. A little Grant Hill days, a little Jerry Stackhouse days. So you got the return of the teal. Uh, we're showing you here on YouTube, Ivy rocking the, uh, the horse teal Pistons. Up next, got the Spurs <laughs> with some new statement edition uniforms featuring uh, the team's iconic silver and black, of course, but uh, these recently introduced... Texas and SATX uh, <laughs> secondary logos. It says SATX on the jersey. If you're yeah. along with us here uh, on YouTube, you see it. But 
If you're listening, you may be confused. What is SATX? <laughs> San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, yeah. the Bucks unveiled uh, refreshed Fear the Deer Statement Edition uniforms. Got the uh, cream antlers running up the sides of the black jersey <laughs> and shorts. So, uh, Tass, get us started. I mean, uh, oh, man. up or down uh, on the Pistons, Spurs, and Bucks new jerseys. And you can tackle them one by one if you want. But uh, okay, so Or so overall. So, okay. Since I just briefly talked about the Spurs. To me, that looks like a cryptocurrency symbol. <laughs> with, a, with, a, right, with an yeah. X in there. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't, is that, what is it? So, uh, San Antonio, Texas, I, I got, guess. Whoa, that, holy crap. No, what the hell? That's cool. That's that's cool. <laughs> that was cool. We were see-through there yeah. for a sec. Um, so you're going to pick up some SATX on Coinbase yeah, a little bit later. Yeah, I think it's, prob- it's probably <laughs> What's the APR on it? I heard it's a security, so <laughs> uh, might yeah. be in trouble. I'm going to buy low. Although, listen, uh, the side panels on both the shorts. Yeah, very I like cool. that. They very are cool. cool. Now, do you care about side panels? Like, I think they look cool. Do you notice them with <laughs> Not arms? Not really a lot. Arms hanging down on the sides. No. I think we've had this. You don't. I don't really notice them. I guess when it comes to jerseys. more on the shorts. Maybe. This reminds me of Georgetown circa Allen Iverson era when they had like the kente cloth on the oh, side yeah. panels of their uniforms. So for that reason, I am. Up on these, oh, though I but agree. I hate the SATX. The SATX yeah. That looks like a like a G League franchise to me. Right. Yeah. yeah, I could see that as well. That's a mistake. But the side paneling is. I love the shorts. I mean, I could. Shorts are awesome. I'd be into yeah. those. SATX. I mean, I've just also. <laughs> I've never seen it. This like, is new. It's brand new. I know, I know, but like, I mean, in oh. like, do do people from San Antonio? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> do people from Texas? <laughs> I know, of course, it's S A comma T X. Like I get that, but I've never seen it without the comma. You would like to see a comma? On there? <laughs> Maybe. I know the Pistons did it a while ago. They threw a comma yeah, on their yeah. jersey. I was like, Whoa, punctuation. Right, right, right. Let's yeah. get Michelle Beadle on the phone again. Yeah. What she says about S A and if she calls it S A T X ever. I'm down on those. But everything else I like about, it, I just wish it didn't have those four letters on it in that order. <laughs> Is that a ma- different material of? Uh, material on the side panels because sure yeah, it looks like maybe. Uh, yeah it looks a that part mesh. looks cool uh and what about the teal trey are you a fan or not because i feel like this one people are conflicted on this people are saying everybody hated these jerseys at the yes. time they were ugly at the time right. and now you're just like playing the nostalgia factor and you and you think you like them while other people say look at these these look pretty fresh what do you think yeah i was actually a little surprised that there was such a polarizing uh response to these because i i kind of thought if you bring anything back from 20 years ago people are going to be all over it mm-hmm. um maybe the fact that they made the numbers on the back as big as the players backs was a problem <laughs> i personally do think these are trash jerseys but I see the appeal to people sure. uh, bringing back the teal. Okay. And Tass, uh, your thoughts on the teal? I don't like them, but... Uh, <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to sell. It, yeah. I think they're the the brother of the Toronto Raptors' big dino jerseys. I think they're virtually the same. Hmm. Weird design choices. There's a horse on that thing. <laughs> yeah. What, what? Straight up horse. There's a horse. There was a dinosaur on the Raptors, like same era. It was the same sort of design. There's loud purple loud teal yeah, yeah. those were hot i saw then. i think it's uh it may have been sports center with that tweet showing some of the retro logos like what's your favorite anaheim mighty ducks and maybe the i don't know who else was on there colorado rockies with the purple grizzlies were on there the san jose sharks just kind of speak to that to yeah me. it was uh, that era it was that era they're ugly teal was big they're, yeah. they're ugly but i i'm yeah, they're going to sell a ton. And Jay Ivey looks cool. He does look cool in it, yeah. But he's a cool-looking guy. That's true. I think true. he'll look cool in anything. And then, Trey, I think you tweeted about the Bucks jerseys. 
that you were you were in on these. You, you said like uh, you know Milwaukee sort of are always knocking it out of the park when it comes to. Yeah, that. I was gonna see say that these make me horny, baby. <laughs> but I think horns and antlers are different. Um, and these are antlers. Unfortunately, these are antlers. But I actually think the bucks like their general design language and the way they like subtly incorporate blue every once in a while. Yep. I really like what they do with their uniforms, even if one time they put Cream City on their uniforms. <laughs> Just a weird choice to put Cream City on there. The jerseys looked great. I think these look good as well. I know people are saying, you can't just do a black jersey because you want to do a black jersey. I agree, but uh, the game has changed. People just do black jerseys all the time now, and these look pretty slick to me. What was so confusing when these were like going around Twitter is like, we've seen these. Like, I thought they had similar, these already. Similar? They're so similar to a Fear the Deer that they've already worn, I guess. Maybe that it wasn't black. Is is that right? I don't know. I was like, these are jerseys they've already worn. I was like convincing myself. They've had a black. They've had a few black uniforms for sure. Just they not had one with a buck head on it. And then I think they might have had one that was like the white version of this with that's, the green. That's what I green think. Antlers coming up. So I'm taking like yeah. two jerseys they've worn, and they basically are just like mixing them up and running with the Fear of the Deer. Yeah, I think this might be like the third iteration of the Fear of the Deer statement jersey. Stripe one, giant buck head. Antlers. Okay. <laughs> Antler okay. pits. I just want to make one note uh, because it's the off season here. We added something to the set which has a, a Cream City vibe. Actually, uh, JD's wife Rachel framed this Yanisteto okay. Kumpo. It's over my shoulder. Over uh, Skeet's shoulder there with the cream frame. Look at that. And that was done. Somebody on drew purpose. that though. Yeah, that was a fan of ours, Andrew. Wow. Is it? With, it's an oil painting. With Is an oil right? painting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's yeah. amazing. It, it is very well done. But, you know, some people may have missed that. It's the off season. Nice frame job no, by Rachel. A bunch of baseball stuff up here behind you guys. Yeah. A bunch of cars. Go Jays. I mean, it's. I, I, I don't hate that they keep in the same color palette. You know, they, they're they're not the Cavs that have 40 different colors. You know, mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying, Skeets. They look similar. I just thought they've worn them before. I was like, I like them, but I just thought they had these before. Yeah, so and last year, year last year they had the 40-year throwback to their their championship mm-hmm. years, yeah. right? Yep. Um, and those were similar, too. Like, they they weren't loud, but they're nice. I think they're, they're doing well. All right. Thumbs up or thumbs down there in the stream team or everybody listening later. Go seek out those uh, new Pistons, Spurs, and Bucks jerseys and let us know what you think. Are you fans or no? A little fashion or not? We're going to take one more break, but when we come back, we got Tweet of the Night, and we'll wrap this bad boy up. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back here in the Classic Factory. Appreciate everybody joining us here on a Friday morning. Hit that like button. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, Tweet of the Night. 
Wow. Twitter. Well, I've done this before. Tweet of the night goes to me. But there's a good reason why. At J.E. Skeets, myself, tweeted, big update. We just hit our goal of $30,000 for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. There's the tweet. Great stuff there, J.D. Uh, y'all are the best. And I also said, at Edrin Flames, you're a damn legend. This guy donated over $2,200. Oh. Amazing. To our uh, charity stream. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, two months ago, we did a four-hour live stream here from the Classic Factory. We had an absolute blast trying to raise 30K. Now, I forget where we topped out uh, when we uh, went off the air. Was it like 23,000, 24,000? It was something like that because we didn't hit the uh, super sellout goal. Because we had goals right. for like every basically nice, 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 basically nice. every 5k, but uh, we never hit that one on the air. That one was going to be just one guy <laughs> had to take every product we've ever had <laughs> on the show, like every ad, and like just just I guess wear it all and talk about it all. That would have been funny. Uh, but the final one, I bring this all up because the final one there, that last little dot, the thirty thousand goal, which we have now hit. Again, thank you everybody that continued to donate after the fact. Um, was the slim dusty goal? Now, that's Slim Dusty right there. I grabbed a photo for everybody. Uh, an Australian singer, I guess a bit of a legend down under. And correct me if I'm wrong, JD, it was going to be for Lee to, to sing a Slim Dusty song. Is that right? I believe that was what we decided on for some reason. <laughs> uh, why we thought that would be the ultimate goal, I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, I think this guy, especially because he's been off for five months now straight, um, when Lee gets back here... Next week, uh, or at some point this summer, or near the start of the season, this guy owes Edrin Flames, and he owes all the people that donated, uh, and St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, he owes a Slim Dusty song. Does he not? He does. Yeah, he okay. absolutely does. He'll pay it off, okay. I think. I think he will. I think yeah. he will. So, we did it. it. Again, two months after the fact, but we got to hey. 30K, and that's, uh, that's no joke. So thank you to everybody that donated. And uh, you can go watch that stream if you want to. It, hey, it holds up. That's <laughs> it? <laughs> Absolutely. There's some great moments. Off the top of my head, Tass was, uh, he turned into a troll. Oh, the troll. Uh, he was the under the table so for a good. long time. So good. We got to bring that back, I think, for a big We played off. Ice mm. Chest. Yes. Mm. Indeed we did. Uh, you guys oh, were yeah, chucking some ice some. at me. Um, Trey, some songs. Trey had the guitar. Trey had the guitar. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, Matty O was on. Oh, and, Matty O uh, spilt, a, spilt a smoothie all over his <laughs> computer. <laughs> a smoothie. A, yeah. a Lynn shake, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what do, it wasn't Lynn shake. What do we call it? Uh, uh, I don't remember. It was something <sighs> along that. I think it was. Uh, somebody said, I'll donate. I'll double my donation. Uh, was it that guy? The Edrin Flames. Ed, it yeah, may have been. It might have been him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was great. That part was great. It was like a cooking segment from hell. And uh, he, he killed it. He <laughs> yeah. Killed it, as yeah. he always does. Uh, so uh, go check that out. It's uh, it's available on YouTube, our uh, charity drive for uh, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. But 30K has been reached and Lily owes us a Slim Dusty song. That's I feel right. like he sang a couple lines once before, but yeah. The Slim Dusty song is a pub with no beer, and he wrote, rewrote it as a rim with no net, oh, I think, yeah. right? 
So <laughs> nice. Hey, what'd you think yeah. of the clip? Uh, Lee did find it. It wasn't a run, but it was a one-on-one game in Italy. It looked like a good game. It did. The yeah. guy looked like uh, I don't know the guy's name he was playing, but uh, I was a little confused by how tall the net was. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. was it short or was it just strange camera tricks like going on? Like where the camera was set up, I, I was looked really like a confused. soft board anyway. I, I don't know how tall. Yeah, it was. look, I, th- I believe it was in Barcelona. There, it yeah. was, oh, it was in Barcelona. You're yeah. right. It wasn't in Italy, was yeah. it? Yeah, he's been. To, I thought he was looking for a game many in Italy. Countries. Oh my God, has he ever? He has been. He has been. Hold on. He has been to London. Yeah, he's been to Cairo. Yeah, he's been to Barcelona for mm-hmm. sure. Didn't he go to Calgary? No, well, he, well like, that yeah, was a, he went, to, but he went to the stampede. Trip? Yeah, he went to the stampede. No, but that was on his that connection. Was on the way, right? Yeah, yeah. Was I think that counts. Yeah. For sure, it counts. Yeah, he like left a, the airport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. seven-hour break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the left stampede. the airport. And so, hold on. Did he ever make it to Italy? He's probably there now. Oh my God! Looking well, but maybe he couldn't get the game going, so he just said, <laughs> "We're not going. We're not going <laughs> to Florence." <laughs> Roxy, we're not going. Couldn't find a game. Gonna play in Barcelona. All right. Uh, international man of mystery for a reason but he is back and uh, when he gets back I'm out of here and so is TK that's right it's a, it's a tag Lee you're in uh, so you're headed to Hawaii for uh, for your friend's wedding right that's exactly right oh. tomorrow can't stop saying mahalo oh <laughs> my god <laughs> I'm chilling so hard oh yeah. wow, wow I can't wait for you to chill uh, you think you're gonna find a game in Hawaii <laughs> <laughs> no 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 I ain't taking shoes oh man shoes with laces that's ridiculous oh man uh, and I'm headed to Toronto for a week so it'll be a task JD and uh, Lily if he ever gets back here yeah. hold down the floor you got some things planned though you got obviously new no buns like you said with Jason Stark uh, I think Lee's got a pop in packs with a special guest in the hopper should be Kelly Dwyer Ooh, what okay yeah cool. Kelly Dwyer's coming on we got Starks uh, no bunts we've got no breaks happening with Graydon Gordian and a guest yes can't provide the guest on that one cause <laughs> I don't know it <laughs> <laughs> and, cool. and 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 word and, on and, the street and, 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 word and, 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 on the here street it is. here it is no I'm not gonna give it all away but word on the street is that we are introducing a brand new podcast series uh, with someone hosting near and dear to our heart uh, and, and your heart as well. So mm-hmm. that's all I'm going to say. I, I don't want to like get out of it too much. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So lots of podcasts coming next week, even though TK and I will be gone and uh, podcasts all summer long. So if you're loving the summer content, uh, hit the like button, subscribe, leave your boys five-star rating and review. Heck, on the next Drop Podcast, we should do a five-star Friday. Mahalo. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and maybe we'll do some rapid fire. we got to get everybody back to do the yeah. rapid fire, you know? <laughs> so we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, we need one person sitting out of the rotation. Yeah. One person asking three answers, one yes. person Just, hyping them up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how you do rapid fire. That's what really brings the energy. Uh, but, yes, guys, we will see you next week. Uh, and if any big, big trade happens, you know we'll be doing an emergency podcast as well. So hit that notification button and subscribe so you know when we're live. Well, until next time. Clubber Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, this is not going to be a quick, quippy one, but I'll try and make it short. Uh, the Raptor Show, hosted by Will Liu yes. and Alex Wong, yep. quite often the producer. They badmouthed my man Danny LaRue oh, God. this week. Just a, just a little quick joke about <laughs> Danny LaRue. It was a three-hour banter pod, killing some time here in the summer. And so there's just one one tiny little line in there about my man Danny LaRue. Danny Data, as na- his new nickname is now Danny like Data. That's good. Yeah, it's a great nickname for him. After we called Danny Ainge 
Danny Dead. I think it applies to <laughs> yeah. Danny LaRue. Anyways, the Raptor Show. Don't F with Danny Data. Don't F with my man, we go. Danny Data, or else we're going to have beef. We got the summer. But we're planning we're doing on having, having Alex on have a beef. podcast to talk about his book. That, Perfect. Uh, we were supposed to do Come on, Alex. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways. <laughs> I, just, I just need to get that. <laughs> you have to get that on his chest. What a call. I, I did, wasn't I, sleeping at night. I mean, I did, I did also tweet. Alex Wong, Stephen LeBron, and gave him a piece of my mind. He said he said he loves Danny Data, and he was just he was just joking. Uh, but anyways, if you want some Raptors content, great oh, Raptors great. comment yeah. on the uh, on the Raptors show. Wow, we started with a bunch of compliments, and we're ending with a bunch yes. of compliments on the podcast. Hey, go listen to all the other podcasts. Make sure you always listen to No Dunks, No Bunts, No Breaks, No Buffs, and the new podcast coming later next week. Is this good? With. <laughs> Embrace the day, people. Oh.